0: In a world full of doing, doing, it's important to take a moment to just breathe, to just be unknown author. Welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Babs. I'm a triple board certified family, obesity, and lifestyle medicine physician, and I am the founder of Living at Your Finest Wellness, a holistic direct primary care practice. Did you know that 80% of lifestyle-related chronic diseases within our communities are preventable, with poor diet being the primary culprit? Now, contrary to what we thought, that it was our unfortunate genes, the good news is that we can make changes together to improve our health and quality of life. So that's what this podcast is all about. The Living at Your Finest podcast is devoted to helping families to live at their finest well-being using a holistic approach with a healthy lifestyle to nourish and flourish as a whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. So join me and my guests as we share transformational and sustainable skill sets from our health and wellness journey to support you and your families in achieving optimal well-being ready to leave at your finest well let's get to it hello health champions welcome to another episode of the living at your finest podcast i hope you are doing well it has been a while hasn't it you know there's been a lot going on school is back in session i dropped my oldest child in college at UAB, and it's been a roller coaster. I hope that you're all settling in. Kids are back in school. You're adjusting back to routine. Well, today we have a great episode where we're going to be talking about mindfulness, DPC, in case you're not familiar with DPC's direct primary care. I have a dear colleague who is an expert in mindfulness, lifestyle medicine, direct primary care. So I'm really excited. So I want you to get get your pen and paper. There's a lot to learn in this session. I want to welcome you. If this is your first time you're stumbling on me, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being part of this audience today and for those of you who are loyal thank you i appreciate you so very much so what we're going to be talking today we're going to be talking about dpc direct primary care and its relation to mindfulness right we're going to see mindfulness as a powerhouse superpower however we would like to call it and just dive into how we can integrate that into our practice and what's the correlation between direct primary care and mindfulness so I'm really excited and thankful that Dr. Tom Rountree agreed to be a guest on the Living at Your Finest podcast. So let me introduce him to you. So Dr. Tom Rountree is a family medicine physician and he's the founder of Claire Medical, Clare Health Medical. And it's a direct primary care in Clinton, Michigan. He focuses on the family and lifestyle medicine with a concentration in mindfulness. Dr. Roundtree is a husband, he's a father, an entrepreneur, and he just is living the life. He's walking the talk. So Dr. Roundtree, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Welcome to the Living That Your Finest podcast show.
1: But thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. There's a lot to talk about, you know, with direct primary care and lifestyle medicine and how those can really work together to really improve the, the health of anyone who, you know, comes into the clinic. And I was so excited to see that you're on that same kind of track there. And I always look at your Instagram posts and I'm like, well, you know what? I should do what she's doing there also. <laughs>
0: Yes. And I, I must say, I, I thank you for uh, inspiring me because I, I've seen a few of your posts as well. And you started <laughs> yeah. DPC journey before me and you were kind enough to take some time to just encourage me and share a little bit about your journey. And so to get started, I, I would like our audience definitely would like to hear more about how you got started. Um, You know, the DPC is one thing and lifestyle mm-hmm. medicine. I know you have a gym. I don't know if it's in your practice or at home. <laughs> (laughs)
1: yeah yeah you definitely
0: Uh walk the Uh talk so please share with our listeners how did you get started and, and where did that passion come from
1: yeah certainly so i you know went to med school and i had these aspirations you know for med school and going through it and becoming a doctor and helping a lot of people and when i got there unfortunately uh People, the doctors seemed pretty unhappy, and they were kind of sad. and And I started asking them, "Well, what's going on here?" and And one of them said, "Well, we we take insurance." And you know, before med school, I had owned a couple of businesses, and I knew how to do some business stuff. And they and I said, "Well, well, why don't you just stop taking it, right?" And and I didn't know. I looked at them like, "Well, they didn't know what they were doing." And then they looked at me like, "I didn't know what I was doing." And turns out, we both didn't know, you know the details of how to do those things. And I didn't know the insurance was really entrenched uh, in, the, in the medical system and and all of the problems that come along with that. So I then started looking at other ways to practice medicine. And one of those ways, luckily I found, was direct primary care where, you know, it's not insurance-based. And then that frees me up to do a ton of other things for my patients. And I started, you know, going through, med school and then residency. I did a year of OB-GYN and then I did three years of family medicine. So I found out during that time just how, you know, the whole medical system works that if you apply, if you just say medical in front of it, you can charge, you know, four times as much for it, right? Like a simple cryo pen or something. You You can charge significantly more for it if you say, hey, it's for medical use. And I looked into direct primary care once I figured out hey, these guys are doing it right. It makes sense. It makes sense for the patients. And I could really take care of them the way I wanted to. And so there were things that I experienced along the way, even after graduating and becoming a doctor, you know, I was told things like, well, you can't go see the patient at their home. And I would be like, well... You know, I kind of need to, right? Like I need to go and see this patient in their home to assess their leg because they can't walk on their leg and, you know, they have cellulitis or something. And so I would run into things continuously like that. And I, and the other, you know, another thing I could think of was I can never treat a patient without them being part of the corporate clinic. It's like, that's in our contract. It's like, you cannot do that for sure. And that would apply to relatives too. I started designing my DPC practice when I was in residency. Wow. And yeah, yeah. So I oh, started gosh, early because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'll say, I, like, I got to get on this. And so I actually used that whole design and everything else for the clinic as my graduating thesis. And I turned around and presented it to my, to the faculty members and people like that and, and my other residents. And I remember one of them asked me, she said, are you, you know, what do you tell people who are really nervous about doing this. And I tell them, I say, it's gonna be the scariest thing that you've ever done. It literally is, because you are you're now separating your identity from, you know, your previous clinic world attached to this hospital corporation and now you're creating yourself again and you're wondering do people love me (laughs) like that's what you're thinking or do people appreciate me or find me valuable so those were some of the questions that you know you definitely ask
0: yeah thank you for sharing that with us because i'm impressed about how young in your career you knew the path that you wanted to go the trajectory Mm -hmm. that you wanted to go and it's surprising to hear that your senior colleague (laughs) they weren't happy you saw because this is supposed to be your mentors right and they don't look happy and you ask the question and they were bold enough to tell you the truth and you decided on the path to make it better for your patients and 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 really proud of that boldness because not everyone is bold Uh, you know i i was in practice for 15 years of academia not that i i enjoyed it because i knew i wanted to go into academics because i like to teach and all of that but in the midst of it i realized that the 15 20 minutes just didn't cut it so i didn't know anything Mm -hmm. more than just 15 20 minutes and we try to push for more Time and so I set a group visit. So I knew there's something wasn't right, and um, mm-hmm. I'm glad to have been able to stumble upon di- um, direct primary care where your practice can be the way you want it to be. The first patient I saw in my practice, I didn't have to look at my clock to see if I was running <laughs> behind, and that yeah. felt so liberating. You yeah. know, spending quality time with your patients to really get to the root cause. So, so that's fantastic. I'm, I'm really glad that you've chosen this path and your community are at a in a better space for for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about uh, lifestyle medicine? How did that come about? And I see that you're an expert in mindfulness. I, I want to hear a little bit more about that and how relevant is it into this time and space that we're in?
1: Yeah. And so lifestyle medicine, I've always kind of practiced fitness and mindfulness. Nutrition was something I had to learn about. I grew up in the, in the South where you eat mostly foods that are bland and that have no color to them, no variety, highly processed, right? So that was, you know, those foods in the, in the South. And so I had to learn nutrition. So I guess I should say the six pillars of, you know, lifestyle medicine, right? Like is fitness, uh, nutrition, social interaction. What is it? Avoidance of toxic substances and mindfulness. I I think I got all those, right?
0: Stress management.
1: Stress management. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the
1: mindfulness can serve as a stress management for sure. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, And so I knew that, I needed to do that when I was practicing in the, in the insurance-based world, but you don't get that time right? You don't get that extra number of minutes to convince a person that, hey, this is what you should be doing, or even tell them some type of plan, you know, like a fitness plan. And (laughs) when I was leaving the insurance world, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do lifestyle based medicine, and fitness, you know, stuff like that. So I started looking on the internet and wondering, how do I get some type of guidance on this, right, some type of evidence based Guidance, you know, I'm not just saying what some people call bro science, right? Like in the gym, I'm actually using research papers and things like this to back up those plans. And I'd always done meditation, even as a as a kid, you know, I did meditation because my dad kind of taught me it a little bit. And so I would fall back on that throughout my lifetime. And I'd done things like gymnastics when I was younger and all that stuff. So I would teach or I would tell some of my patients this in my insurance-based practice and just be really quick. Well, now I can take an hour and teach them all the principles of mindfulness, right? And say, this is something that you yourself can rely on and you don't have to use, you don't have to rely as much on medication. And then teaching them, well, hey, if you're taking Prozac, well, Prozac is the Same thing that can be generated in the brain using exercise, right? Or just getting outside and enjoying nature. Like it has that dopamine and serotonin and norepinephrine release. And I was able to do that. And so I went to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine website, joined them, and it's on my list to get that second certification like you got. You know, I was really impressed with that. I was like, man, I went to your website and I was like, it's right there. <laughs> So yeah. that's part of my next journey and then building a mindfulness-based uh stress reduction program and I got a chance to talk with John Kabat-Zinn, one of the leaders in in mindfulness and during a Zoom meeting and he was like just do it. He's like just start it, create it and start teaching people. You don't need years upon years of practice and and all that stuff. He's like you just just start and use the yeah. basics and go with that. And oh, so that's, that's fantastic. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Would... I'm so I'm so impressed. You've been doing this right from when you were much <laughs> younger, mindfulness. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know,
0: I'm just yeah. learning mindfulness now, and um, and it's coming so handy. I like that you said your dad. Also, you said your dad practiced mindfulness. He taught that to you. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you, I'm I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I would like for you to run us through, as you know, just maybe a very quick mindfulness experience. But before we get that, just just to let you prepare you.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like meditation. Uh, Meditation? Like a meditation? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, but okay. before we get to that, though, um, yeah, you would share it with your patients, but you just didn't have enough time, right? And did mm-hmm. any of your patients, like, you know, come back after a full-up visit and say, yes, this helped and this worked? I mean, what was the response? Because you you clearly did the right thing by saying, okay, I want to get evidence-based. Just get, you know, there's a lot of resources out there, but you want to make sure that it was evidence-based. And your experience, I'm so glad that you got the opportunity to meet experts that have been doing this you've mm-hmm. lived it and you've seen the benefit. So that outstands any certification that you get. You have your own experience and that alone is more yeah. than the average man. So you are mm-hmm. way ahead of the So I'm glad that you're building this course because it's so well needed. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. My goal on this podcast is to empower, educate, and encourage you to take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest. Body, mind, and spirit. Of note, the information provided here is for educational, purposes. Only and does not substitute as medical advice. Please discuss your healthcare needs with your licensed medical professional. If you're in need of a compassionate and comprehensive holistic physician or know someone who is, please reach out through my website, mythwellness.com for a meet and greet. It'll be my honor to talk to you. Are we connected on social media yet? I share more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily. So please join me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Living at Your Finest Wellness, where we can learn together and stay connected. Lastly, please subscribe to iTunes if you have not done so already and share the podcast within your circle of influence. An extra step? Leave a review and let me know what topics or discussions you would like to hear more of. Thanks in advance. It is always a thing of joy to hear from you. Now, let's get back to today's episode. But back to my question, when you had the short opportunity to share with your patients about mindfulness and how that would help going out in the sun and exercise, what was the feedback that you got from them and how have you been able to incorporate that right now in your DPC practice?
1: Right. So um, one of those ways is doing what I call a technology break. Um, I have a, a little plan that I give to them and it's kind of like when you get home, stick your phone in the drawer and don't take it out until three hours later or or after wow. dinner and then look at it once and put it back in. Yeah. And that one alone I've used probably now about 10 times or so. And people come back to me and go, they go, Oh yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, was causing my anxiety. Like that's what was making my brain kind of scattered. And so it's, you know, seeing those things where that distract us from the senses that our own body has. And that's what it is. It's that you are no longer in tune with your own senses, meaning you you see sight with your eyes. It's only one, right? Whereas you have all of these other senses. You have feeling, you have touch, you have hearing, you have smell. You've
0: you've ignored all the others because you're just focusing on that technology. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: And so now that brings in, you know, you put the phone away and now your mind can calm down and actually address your own internal problems because it's not, the problem is, Mm -hmm usually Mm -hmm. not external, although it can Mm -hmm. be, but nine times out of 10, it's an internal interpretation of that, that presenting problem. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's one way that I've really used. And then just Prescribing meditation and saying, you know, when you get home, sit in the chair and I want you to meditate. I want you to start out two minutes and I'll give them a link on YouTube, uh, maybe like a five minute one actually. And I'll just say, I want you to do this right when you get home or right when you park your car before you get into work. I want you to listen to this. And that in the car thing is very helpful because there's no kids usually. They're not in work. They're not in the house. And so they can just sit there for a second and actually listen to it.
0: Mm, that's fantastic that's that's amazing yeah i mean i've seen it work remarkably in my life mindfulness and meditation and, and just taking a pause break something i do in addition is my phone at noon it already went off so it just yeah. it just gives me a quiet calm alarm and i ask myself three questions how am i feeling and what do i need you know just simple things to be present because a lot of times we're always running all over the place so that that's great Great now in terms of with dpc and mindfulness okay I, I i see a lot of correlation definitely can you share more so with the dpc i know it's giving you more time to be able to do that but have you in the past like maybe had group sessions or is that something that you were thinking about doing where you have a mindful class or a meditation class because now you have you, you set your own rules right it's your own practice and it's growing mm-hmm. and thriving you have lots of i see the reviews you get from fantastic reviews from from your members. So I guess I, I'm curious and I'm asking, is this something that you do or you intend to do? Or what advice would you give to other DPC doctors how to incorporate that into their practice so that they don't feel overwhelmed and their members don't feel overwhelmed?
1: Right, right. So to answer your question, yes, I'm going to create a mindfulness-based stress reduction program where we meet on Fridays for two hours across eight weeks. It's actually nine weeks with a, with just the intro where everybody meets each other. And then it starts and then that lasts for eight weeks. And it's a fantastic way to show other people that this problem isn't their own singular problem. And so if you're worried about, well, they won't feel like they're being having individual attention, that's not what happens. They, they do have individual attention learning from you. They see that they meet in this group and they see that, oh, this other person sounds similar to myself. And then they go, well, I'm not as ostracized, you know, by my own problems as I thought. And then that class itself can actually be broken up into groups where, say, it's a function on Zoom where you can break them up into little groups. So you can have like two per group or three per group. And then within that group, then they talk to each other. And one of the important things we do in mindfulness is speak in the first person. So you speak saying that I feel this when this happens instead of, well, people do this when this happens, because Mm -hmm. then that focuses you back on yourself and you train your brain to now listen to how your feelings are occurring and arising. You can then use that to address the internal problems that you actually have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely encourage... Anyway, you can make a weight loss program and it works the same. You split them Mm -hmm. up into groups and then they can share things with each other. Then you come back to the regular large group Mm -hmm. and then share things in that as well. So it it works really fantastic. And all you need is email and Zoom. That's literally, that's it. Just keeping
0: it simple. Yeah. And then for Mm -hmm. DPC doctors that will be listening to this as well. Um, I guess You the encouragement that they should also take time out because as much as it's a great world to be, you have enough time to spend with your, with your members, but you also need to take care of yourself, right? That's part of the stress management of the six pillars of lifestyle medicine, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to do good for others, but are you doing good for yourself? And so taking those mindful breaks for a DPC docs or any doc or whatever field you're listening to this to know that you are valuable and you need to take time out for yourself. Now, are you? I, I suppose you might also use like the box breeding. Is that something that you use as well? The box breeding uh-huh. or the 478? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's something that I try my best to at least make a habit in the morning and and at night, but preferably in the morning. So um, any words on those as well for a mind? I know it's a superpower of yours. So that's why I'm I'm asking all these questions because you're the expert on this
1: yeah so what happens so the the box breathing right um so one of the things you can do with box breathing um and they train this actually in the army as well in the different military branches and it's where you you know you find yourself and you feel yourself getting comfortable in your chair or you're sitting and you don't have to use this sitting on a meditation pillow right like people think well, I have to buy this thing I have to sit on this pillow I have to sit out in nature well you can can actually sit anywhere and do it mm-hmm. and so it starts out where it's like a, a box and the box stands for breath in pause breath out pause mm-hmm. and so when you're breathing in you can count to ten so you can count to ten you can count to eight however mm-hmm. comfortable you feel taking in that breath so as I take in I'm counting you know one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and now I'm in you know, the top of my breath, and then Mm -hmm. I count over I can count over ten. I can hold it for ten or four or six or eight, right. and the point is to keep it the same. So, right. it the it same number. Very simple. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. simple to do. That's one of them. Another one is the ten count uh, breath, where you know you get comfortable in your chair and you feel your feet on the floor, and then you start paying attention to your breath, and you find out where do you feel it. Do you feel it in the nose, in the chest, or in the stomach? And then you concentrate kind of on that point and you just feel that movement of breath and then you count. So you count when I'm breathing in one and then out two and then in three. And so you count up to 10 and then you restart. It's a beginning kind of intro into meditation that mm-hmm. you feel like you've accomplished something because even though, you know, that's not the goal, it's not the goal is not to accomplish something or to strive yeah. for something. It can help you get to that point of being comfortable doing it.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of that one. I'm glad that you mentioned it, the the count up to 10. And then with the box breeding, I usually would do four, but it makes sense Mm -hmm. to count as far as you are able to and you're comfortable and maintain that same number. So thank Mm -hmm. you for running that session with us. That's great. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, I want to shift gears now and find out who you are as a person. You know, this show is called Living at Your Finest, um, well-being and you know, we want to get to know you as the great physician that you are. So I have some questions, quick one minute or less at yeah. response, if, yeah, you, if that it. is okay with you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Yep, so yep. we all know that your superpower is mindfulness. We know you're mm-hmm. a great DVC doc. Is there anything that most people don't know about you that you would like to share with us?
1: Oh, um. That most people don't know.
0: Oh, well, should I say close people? Because generally people, if they're not close to you, they wouldn't know. But yeah, close people...
1: So, so one thing I have uh, that most people don't know is that I played classical guitar uh, around the world. Um, So I was a professional classical guitarist for 20 years, probably. Um, And I played everything from weddings to funerals to hospitals. And that's actually how I got started becoming a doctor because I would play in the hospitals. And then people would ask me to go play in their rooms. And then I thought to myself, you know, I could do, maybe I could do a little more than just play (laughs) music, you know? But even though some oh people say gosh. it's a lot, but that's how oh. I that's how I initially got started.
0: Oh my gosh, that is amazing. You must have written that in your personal statement, right? We're <laughs> getting into medical school or residency.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Because yeah. that is a fantastic.
0: Uh-huh. That's amazing. I mean, you it sounds like you've always had a heart for service, and the the traditional practice would have just totally kept you in a box. <laughs> so yes, it's good that yes. you, you're a DPC doc. That's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so let let me let's ask about your your motto or aspiration or what's that word you know one word that you say to pick you up because again this is like we have a lot of things happen and they say that 90 percent is not what happens to us but how we react to it so we're just curious to find out what dr um Rantri's, um affirmation or just that word that picks you up on those days when you feel down
1: yeah i think um <laughs> i think the main one the simple one is keep going and it sounds very simplistic. And so I think another layer to it is find yourself and then keep going. So find mm. yourself in that panacea of emotions mm. and figure out what's truly bothering me, right? Because okay. most of the time it's not what you think it is. It's normally, it's you, I mean, nine times out of 10, it's not. It's something else. Mm-hmm. And so I say keep going, but I have these underlying things that I do to keep going. Because if you can get past that single point of frustration or whatever it is and do an action then oftentimes that point of frustration resolves itself because you can only stay angry or frustrated for i mean it's very hard to stay longer (laughs) than 30 minutes right like we're like really truly frustrated it's very hard it's a lot of energy and
0: it's not healthy it's a lot of energy you're right it's not healthy at all to to do that for sure and life is a practice right so there are some people that can do that for longer than 30 minutes and stay mad and stay angry because that's what they practice but Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. if that's not something that you're used to doing, then you want to quickly snap out of it. But I, I like the layer, the preceding layer that you said is find yourself. Because that Mm -hmm. might mean that you need to sit into that state of mindfulness, right? And figure Mm -hmm. out what the real issue is. And, and, and once you figure what that is, then you can keep pressing on. So, so that's great. Very
1: good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to, I would love to give you an opportunity to share with our audience where, you know, they can reach you if if there's a wait list for your program, because everybody needs mindfulness. So please, I will give you an opportunity to, to share with the audience how they can get in touch with you and where. Your practices. If there's anyone in your area, are you still taking patients? Are you actively still taking patients? So you can share some information on that. Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. But before we get to that, I have one last question for you. Sure, sure. And the last question is, what do you do as your pastime? Not mindfulness. Don't mention mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) What do do you do for your pastime? You know, like you know, Uh, just yeah. So
1: what what I do for fun? I mean, I love hanging out with my son. He's three and a half years old. He's I mean, fantastic. He is you know my life right now and. You know, my wife supports me and she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love hanging out with him. And I also do jujitsu. That's my little hobby side passion right now. So, but... Mostly, it's him, you know.
0: Nice, nice. Have yeah. you started teaching him mindfulness? Do you do sessions together?
1: Yes. So I got. I think Max has been ten seconds for him, but you know that's that's his <laughs> attention man That's all right.
0: Nice, very good. Well, thank you so much, um, Dr. Browntree. So mm-hmm. this has been a great time with you, just learning about mindfulness. You know, I do understand mindfulness because I've been practicing, but you took it to another level. You gave me uh, insight, and I'm sure our listeners have also benefited. From this so please share with us how can we get in touch with you who is your direct audience that you would like for them to stay in touch your website whatever information and what is in the you know what's in the future for you yes
1: yeah, so um they can get in touch with me at, they can either have my email dr tom at clearhealthmedical.com they can also go to mycarerocks.com that's my shortened version so mycarerocks.com is an easy way to get to my website and they can always shoot me an email, there is a waiting list for the the course right now. And so when I open that up, I'll definitely reply to them and let them know. So that's those are the main things to get in touch. And we got the the course coming out, which will be fun. And on my own podcast, uh, it's just clear health uh, podcast. um, I'm going to be doing gout. So because everybody has questions about gout. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I had a patient a few days ago that was, was this gout? This pain seems really intense. So mm-hmm. yeah, everyone is mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. asking questions about gout. But that's awesome. Very good. Well, there we have it, listeners. Thank you so much for just hanging out with us today and learning about mindfulness, learning about DPC. Um, you know, this is definitely the state that we're in where we are trying to restore health, right? We want to put health and care where they need to be and focus, just stay away from the sick care, which unfortunately we've had to deal with in the Mm -hmm. traditional practice. So I I know that you all know that you deserve to live at your finest, right? Because you are worth it. So if you are in the area where Dr. Roundtree works, please give him a call, see all the great work that he does. I am in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And so if any of this is of interest, please reach out to us. But definitely want to thank you for hanging in with us to the very end little steps it's always progress not perfection so even if it's just five minutes of practicing all that you've learned today just give it a give it a try because a lot of what I see in my practice and I'm sure Dr. Rantri can testify that things coming from internal stress social connections all of that can cause a lot of this chronic lifestyle related of course we always hear about nutrition and lack of physical activity but these other pillars are also very relevant to our health so until next time I hope that you will make an effort to just apply one or two things that you've heard today because you are worth it you deserve to be whole vibrant and healthy so thanks again take care and god bless